0: Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Training Room Talk. I'm Dr. John Herding. I'm here with Rob Robina. What's going on? Special guest, Nick Massioli.
2: So up, and everyone else?
1: Dr. Ray Carr. What's going on, guys? And Dr. Nick Perigini. Happy New Year. Today, it is um, beginning of January, and we want to just offer you guys our top things learned in 2018. This will be a quick one, but we figured, um, staying true to what everybody's doing this time of year, we would just offer you kind of a recap on... Um, What are big take home points from the things we learned, whether it was just the birth of a new child or transitioning from professional sports to back to school um, or taking certain continuing education courses that we took or just learning from some of our patients or our friends or um, things that we've been involved in. So um, to start off, I just want to kind of offer that focus on the fundamentals. So I think it's very easy and I've definitely I still get caught up with this in trying to make things more complicated than they are in the training, the rehab process, Um, worrying about, you know, hydration or worrying about certain nutrients or worrying about um, this person can't do, um, you know, a certain exercise. But, But in reality, like, are you assessing someone to make sure that they have the foundation of what you want them to do? Before you start getting into the nitty gritty of nutrition, like, do they eat a plant-based diet with good quality proteins mixed in. Do they um are they getting their fruits and vegetables? Are they drinking their enough water to stay hydrated? Um exercise-wise, can they squat? Do they have the range of motion and strength to even bodyweight squat? Same thing with push-ups. Do they have the proper range of motion um and strength to do a push-up? So, make sure that you're setting a foundation of good movement, of good eating habits and principles before you really dial in to um, the nitty gritty and trying to get deeper into these things, um, because what I found is a lot of times people say they're like, "Oh yeah, I eat healthy. I eat oatmeal for breakfast. Well, what do you put on the oatmeal?" And it's laden with brown sugar, and they'll put like chocolate chips on it, and they're like, "That's healthy, isn't it?" And I'm like, no, like you kind of just turned it into candy, right? So when you get into these discussions with people, and I'm sure we've all had them, right, guys? Um, it's it's amazing how when you're in the field or you've been an athlete and active your whole life, like these things are second nature. But thinking back to um, the traditional gym goer, someone that you might walk into an LA fitness and see, they have no, a lot of them don't have any background. Mm-hmm. Maybe they played youth sports, not even at the high school level. So they've never been trained in how to do something. And then this is why when they walk into an LA fitness, they read the the description on a machine and do the machine because that's that's their background and they don't have any guidance any further. So, um Understand where someone's coming from, focus on the fundamentals, um, and a lot of times that's going to make 80% of your change in trying to create healthier habits for these people. Um, Don't worry about the the deep down and dirty stuff until they've mastered some of those basic range of motion, strength, nutrition principles that we've all learned in school. Love that,
3: love that, John. 20% of your actions result in 80% of the outcomes.
1: Yep, of course. Don't get bogged down by the 20%.
3: Great, yeah, um, and so I guess I'll go ahead next. Uh, this, was, this, was a bit, this was a big year for me. You know, graduation um, was, a, was a big step in my professional career. And, you know, throughout school, throughout PT school, undergrad, you know, we're, we're being taught education and we're being taught as students and, and sometimes we accept that as the truth. And throughout school, something that I felt, uh, found very useful and that I've taken into my professional you know, career as a physical therapist here is is understanding how to be skeptical, understanding how to check my own blind spots, and this has been something I've uh, I've been doing a lot within the past year. Is really looking at everything that that I know to be true, uh, that I have a bias towards, and understanding why I feel that way, and trying to take everything again that that, that I hold as what I what I know to be true, and trying to to pick it apart and again this this way keeps me as unbiased as possible um, but also you know makes me aware to things i might be missing and so as a, as a clinician i try to be as, as well-rounded as possible um, but again being able to take in information from you know sources evidence continuing education courses and being able to you know with a, with a healthy dose of skepticism um, analyze what, uh, what the information is and, and make a decision based on that, off that information has been a, a very valuable um, skill for me as a clinician and as a professional. And you know what, even, even just as a, as a person digesting news in the media is being able to hear something and make sure what you're being said, you're not taking it at face value, but doing, doing your own research making you know own informed decisions you know for yourself. So 2018 I learned to be a little bit of a a skeptic and that involves not just things I'm being told but with myself understanding why I believe certain things and why I feel passionately about certain things uh, has allowed me actually to, to, to have stronger feelings about, about certain subjects. So um, that's been my biggest takeaway in 2018 I think you know it's a healthy practice for just about anyone is to be able to look back and and reflect on your biases and 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 understand why you feel certain ways about uh, subjects
4: so that's my, my big takeaway about 2018 it's good stuff Nick it's good stuff um, I really like what you said about just uh, really challenging current beliefs principles I think that's something that we all should do especially in the healthcare field and as physical therapists um, and I, I mean I look to do that as well as much as possible Uh, my main takeaway uh, 2018 is about relationships so whether this is personal professional um, I just think it's it's critical I mean to further develop relationships um, to really progress your own personal and professional um, careers Um, so establishing relationships is kind of the first step for me It's something I've really learned uh, over the last year
2: Right, that was good stuff. Uh, and honestly, you took a really good one. I thought I, the, I think the relationship thing is is really huge. So I think that uh um, I agree with that. hundred pretty much everything you guys have said so far. And once again, actually, I thank you guys for having me on the on the show. It's also always good to be here. But yeah, just uh, just some things I feel like I've learned um in two thousand eighteen, and definitely been a been a wild ride for me obviously being in the professional setting um at work and then making a transition to back to the academic world uh definitely uh something that's different but i'm i'm, I'm really happy that i did it and excited for it but i think uh one of the biggest things especially coming back to school is realizing that you know the core the core things that we've learned in school like they never go away and it, it, it really does matter you know um i know especially for me especially being out of out of college and doing some continuing education stuff and and there's so much good avenues and there's people that know so much stuff and are doing some groundbreaking things definitely really attracted to that kind of stuff and and learning from those people but at the same time those key concepts they always stay the same and uh, you know for me I think it was really good a reality check and, and a little piece of humble pie to sometimes take a step back like hey like these things that you've learned from the beginning like there's, that stuff's really valuable and some of the most important things for your athletes and for your clientele and the people that you, uh, that you, uh, that you treat. So um, I think that sort of segues into like really what I feel the biggest thing for me was this year was that sometimes consistency over complexity is the most important thing. Um, and in me as when I program for my athletes, um, a lot of times I really just want to make the best program and, and find the newest thing out there, maybe the most sports specific thing, but in actuality, the, the consistency of just a simple program, getting them to work hard and do things the right way is going to go way, way farther and um, be better for them than they could ever imagine from just doing the newest and best thing out there. Um, and then finally, uh, the biggest thing I learned in 2018 is that the Eagles are still on top of the NFL world and uh, they're going to take it to Chicago this weekend.
0: I love it. I love it, Nick. I think for me, um, the, one of the biggest things that I learned is that I uh, I need to do more bicep curls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: we can all say that my arms need to grow a little bit more, Rob, especially now that my shirt's getting baggy.
2: Rob, you got to start doing two days.
0: Uh, I might start. Every but, time
2: you walk past a dumbbell <laughs>
0: rack, just bang out a set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but in all, in all seriousness, I think um, my, my one big thing that I took away um, from the past year and, you know, over the past couple of years, so just, I think especially this year is, um, and you might've heard me discuss this in the past, um, is kind of the difference between trunk rotation and T-spine mobility. I feel like those terminologies, those things are completely different. And, you know, I definitely have changed my um, thought process and exercise selections when trying to improve trunk rotation. And understanding the difference between the two, what they are, how to fix them, you know, um, how to assess them is also a big thing as well. And figuring out that trunk rotation is really where you make your money. And if you can't move the trunk in sagittal plane, frontal plane, transverse plane, uh, you're going to struggle to do a lot of different activities, whether it's throw a baseball, sprint, jump, you know, Bench press, whatever it is, right? Um, and I think you know how I learned and come across that is through failures and trying to do things one way and realizing that it wasn't working. So sometimes for me it was it was failing, learning why I failed, and how to not fail next time. And I think that was how I've come across the difference between those two concepts of you know just rotating up through the thoracic and not really understanding what the spine's doing and it's not really about the spine it's about the rib cage you know all those all those concepts are great and very detail oriented but um you know like i said i think it just comes back to knowing how to uh, screen and assess for those things and and how to train those things and improve it and to me that's been the biggest game-changing Things that I've learned and helping my athletes, you know, unlock those planes of motion and help decrease injuries through the shoulder elbow and, you know, throw a baseball as hard as possible.
2: Yep. Can I back off that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought Rob made a really good point, sort of talking about, um, you know, sort of, sort of like that idea of failure, so to speak. You know, hey, I was trying to do it this way and it just wasn't working. So, you know, just trying to find the the, the best solution to do it and I think for me that was that's something that I've I've been learning especially this year it's it's sometimes you know sometimes being willing to admit that you did something wrong or so to speak that's just not the right way to do it and you know being okay with that and trying to find the best solution to do something else I think a lot of times especially for me in the past it's been you know you've, you've I've sort of been afraid to admit that hey I this is just not working and uh, you know I think if you have that mentality, especially in this, in this setting, that's gonna, that's gonna set you back, that's gonna, that's gonna not only just put you in a bad place, but also just put your clients and your, and your athletes in a, in, a, in a worse place, because really it's you comes into play and really you don't have the best interest, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So I thought that was a really good point for me too, is that you know, being okay with admitting that you're wrong and knowing that you might not know something, but learning to like, hey, like, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna learn how to do it better
1: yeah and i think that works both ways like as a coach learning you have to leave your ego at the door and be willing to admit a mistake and own up to it quickly and just learn from the mistakes it's funny i was watching have you ever watched um there's a show on netflix that talks about like chef like the the best chefs in the world right Mm -hmm. and the the there's a story about a chef and he owns whatever restaurant it was it was the third best restaurant in the world i think it's chef's table on netflix okay it's awesome
0: i'm I'm watching bird box
2: sorry
1: (laughs) no i watched that this weekend too (laughs)
2: bird box wasn't good
1: i wasn't disappointed i watched it it was decent it was all right pretty
2: much said it pretty pretty much people said it was like the happening. Times two. It
0: was decent. Yeah, worth I mean, a
2: watch. I think. Yeah, was I wasn't a, unhappy. Worth a watch. You weren't unhappy. No. Uh, I mean.
1: Yeah. It's you can. Um, but anyway, Chef's Table. So this guy owns the third best restaurant in the world, right? And him and a sous chef were talking about a time when they're ready to serve their final play of the night. It was like some lemon tart dessert, right? And the sous chef went to pick up the plate and turn, and the tart like slipped, like half off and like the plate and broke, right? And they're like, like, I can't, we can't recook this. It's the last dish of the night and it's dessert for this, this, this table. So the chef's like, all right, we're going to call it like, you know, lemon tart dropped on a, on the street and they just they moved the tart back to the middle of the plate, broke it up a little bit more, splattered some of the lemon tart materials all over it and presented it like that. Like so that both plates were like that. So they just repurposed, they just represented the dish in a different way and no harm, no foul. Like it wasn't they didn't have to totally redo the thing. They still got a great review from this table. Um, and it was a learning experience from the sous chef where he said like you learn from your mistakes, you learn, you grow and it's not always the worst thing in the world if you just have to like regroup, reassess and and move on right so um it was a good learning experience from him and you know what nick if you program the wrong lunge in a program you're not going to do it again if someone got hurt doing it or something right and there's always it's always multifactorial but at the same time it comes from the the teacher too like whoever you're under if you're under the head of strength and conditioning at a university like he he can't you know maybe he's he, t- he should use that as a learning experience, too, and just be like, all right, Nick, so this is what happened. Let's assess why it happened and go on from there. Like, it shouldn't be a lambasting and firing, you know? Like, like, there should be less ego on both sides. hundred percent. Right. Um, so, to so kind of go off of that, too, um, based off of what our, all of you guys have said, and there's been some great, great discussion. um, like, simplify the process where you said your consistency rules often the time. Simplify your process to grow, right? If you can just make the pillars of a great program are the basics and consistency, that's the most simple you can get. And from there, any athlete's going to grow, right? Um, so, I, so I think that's another thing that I've really transitioned to this year. And, like, s- simplify. When you're, you're scatterbrained and you're all over the place, things don't get done. Um, so simplify in all aspects of life and then you'll see good things happen i think
4: yeah good stuff john um another thing i definitely have uh dug a lot more into is uh breathing in 2018 so i would say before uh, i guess when i started here with john is when i really really started to dive into a lot of breathing stuff before that i just wasn't someone that really you know looked into that a whole lot um But I mean, Carl Lewitt has a great quote. I was just showing Massioli this. I mean, if you don't normalize the breathing pattern first, you're not going to be able to uh, normalize uh, other movement patterns. So pretty much saying is you got to be able to breathe properly first before you can move properly. So that's something I've taken really implemented in 2018 and uh, will continue to use use going forward.
0: I think overall, looking back, I think it's, you know, I always do this a lot. You look back at your old programs. I think I sent a text out the other day or a couple weeks ago of my of a warm-up that I typed from like four years ago and how awful of a warm-up it was. Awful. And, I, you know, I think that shows growth. I think that shows um, education has, has increased over the years and knowledge base has increased. And, you know, you look back and you realize, hey, maybe not one year. Like maybe this year, yeah, I only learned a couple new things. You know, when you look back from four years, you know, that's when that's when you, to me, that's when you really open your eyes and you see, wow, like, what the heck was I programming four years ago to help athletes improve in their fitness goals? So I think, you know, that's always something I like to do is, you know, look back or, you know, I see an athlete, you know, maybe on a seasonal base, you know, every winter or whatever it might be, and, you know, I go back to type a new program and it's like, it's like shaking my head. I'm like, what, what, what was I doing? So I think I think that's always good to do from a standpoint of, you know, hey, like, are you going back and just doing the same things over and over again? Or are you actually going back and writing new programs, not completely new, but maybe some new concepts or, you know, some new exercises or, um, you know, just show that you're getting better. If you're getting better, then your athletes are getting better. So you always want to invest in yourself um, this year going forward and setting good, proper goals to not only, you um, you know, improve your knowledge, but also improve your athletes' health and performance. You do the
3: best you can until you know better. When you know better, you do better.
0: Boom.
1: Yeah, and I think you said something there too, like small steps forward every day turn into a long journey over a, a number of years, right? So um, as long as you're making forward progress and making improvements daily, even if it's taken two minutes to read or two minutes to watch someone authentically move, like those small steps add up to large progress
2: it starts, starts with one domino I think um, i forget who told me this um, someone some says it was it was a coach but he was sort of talking about um, like every year like when he evaluates himself he said he was like hey like if I if I look a year down the road and I evaluate myself as a coach and I don't see any change he's like that's when I know like I'm in a bad place um, and I just thought that was so huge and, and, and I think sometimes it doesn't even need to be like a drastic change it's just something just one it could be one thing or a couple things that look on on how you perceive things and hey like I would do this better I would do that differently and you know I think like you were saying John it's you know the small gradual changes eventually create you know a big change eventually and even you know sort of going back to what Rob said you know the program the the warrant he might have wrote four years ago was atrocious you know but I feel like that's in everything we do you know it's you know we're always evolving as as a society, just in anything we do. You know, you look back in you know, the 1700s compared to what it is now. It's like, you know, our army, you know, we'd say, well, our army was so much better now than it is then. It's like, well, no, duh, you know, because we're just continually evolving, evolving. So, I mean, back in then, we probably thought we had the greatest artillery, everything we needed, you know, then, you know? But It's, it's always gonna be like that, you know? So you always can, even now, 10 years from now, we're gonna have a conversation about, you know, this field and we're going to laugh at each other for the stuff that we were giving, you know, clients, but there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, we're always going to keep trying to push the envelope and learn something new and different.
1: Yeah. I think it's a matter of perspective too, right? Like that warm up that Rob wrote four years ago, a new coach is looking at and being like, wow, like that, that was really, good. that was really good. And, and we just, in the people we surround ourselves with, we're always looking to grow and find people that know more than we do. So, you know, it's a matter of perspective where, I think I, you know, there's a lot of times where I feel dumb every day and I, I think I could have written something better. But then, you know, a student or a new clinician is like, wow, like that was pretty good. Like I like that thought process. So it's, it's just a matter of who we look up to, the things that we know, and, and uh, the perspective in a given situation. Um, So that concludes our talk for today. There are lots of good things we talked about. um, We learned about relationships and focusing on fundamentals with consistency in 2018. Um, Rob learned about keeping that trunk rotation is separate from um, thoracic spine rotation. Um, He also learned from failure. And then we got into simplifying to grow and, and including less ego um, in your daily life. Um, so we appreciate you guys listening. Please, um, leave reviews, spread the word, please help to let it, let your friends, family, other professionals know about the podcast so we can continue to grow, um, and serving you guys. Thank you. And we look forward to next time. Talk to you soon.